previously on the Dave and Steve Show. Our first story, paleontologists have found and described what may be the last dinosaur body part we didn't know anything about. The that- butthole. <laughs> Can I tell you guys that my uh, uh, my dog bit me on the penis? As always, I'm not a free baller. I do. I wear underwear. I, I live by underwear. I like underwear. Those yeah, things were all King, over the place. Don't forget King Ding Dong. They do. <laughs> <laughs> that was Steve's nickname in high school. Yeah, okay. and 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 the magic kangaroo, uh, the Dave. So I'm not. I guess what I'm saying is I'm not buying into this butthole thing quite yet. I'm gonna give it yeah. another 25 years. If the butthole is still around, then I, I'm all in on the butthole. Uh, for um, uh, <laughs> for some things with two legs. I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, the ring camera just picked up some meth addict in your dick shorts stealing our Amazon package from the front porch. No, I've just been, I'm just still thinking about the Wienermobile. Show number 41 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, a mere 27 miles away is Steve. By the skin of my teeth. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. I've been looking forward to uh, episode 41 ever since last week. Off and running on show number 41 of the Dave and Steve Show. You guys were commenting on my glasses, and we were talking a little bit about this off air. So I, I, I got few years back i got glasses and i got glasses just simply because through my insurance i get a free eye exam whatever it is once every six months once every 12 months and for the longest time it was effectively my measuring stick and the optometrist measuring stick was you you could pass a driver's license exam and that's all i cared about i didn't need my eyeballs for really anything else i'm not a fighter jet pilot anything like that so as long well, as you are an artist, as long, I don't know, as long that's, as that's kind of a big part of your day right? job, as long as I could pass the driver's license test, that's all I cared about. And then about three years ago, I got the, I got the little hand wave from the optometrist of like, Hey, you're getting, you're getting close. You could probably still get by it. Uh, let's check you next time. The next time that I went in there, it was, yeah, time to pull the trigger. Let's get you some glasses. You probably wouldn't pass the driver's exam, but as someone who has never worn glasses in my entire life, I went the entire time. I didn't know anything was degrading. I, you just, you live with right. it. It's sort of like the person who you live with who either gains or loses a whole bunch of weight while you're living with them. You see them every day. You don't really notice until you're in a setting where somebody hasn't seen them in a while and they go, holy shit, you've either gained or lost a bunch of weight. So my eyes were the same thing. Like they slowly de- degraded. I didn't realize it. And I was saying to the guys, like when I got my glasses and put them on and drove home for the first time, I saw things I hadn't seen in a long time. Like the fact that, as I said, trees weren't just big, giant green blobs. Trees actually have shape and definition and they have leaves on them. And I just didn't realize I was missing all this stuff. So I got those. Things were great. And I would, you know, take them in the car and then... Over time, I'd go to movies or whatever it might be, and my wife would say, you're squinting. Like, you're squinting through the entire movie. What are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm just watching the movie. I didn't notice I was squinting. So then I'd be, bring him into the theater. And now now I'm to the point where I can't even watch, like, a, a Seahawks game on the TV in the family room where we always watch games because 
I, I can't see. I can't see what's I, – I can see. I can make out the players and everything, but it's just like score. If they put the score up on the screen, good Lord, I'm squinting my eyeballs out of my head trying to see what the score is. So now I wear them kind of all the time. But I guess for Steve, this has been the first time you've seen them. Well, you had them last week, and I didn't I didn't bring attention to them. I just thought you were going to go do some shooting. Right. But uh, yeah. other, other than that – I mean, it, it is, it, I, I remarked to Tracy, I'm just growing up with you. You never wore gl- glasses. I, I never wore glasses. I probably should wear glasses. I mean, you at least go in and get your eyes examined. I don't, I, I can't remember the last time I had my eyes examined other than when I had to take a driver's test. And yeah. even for the driver's test, I don't remember the last time I did a driver's test where I had to do the, I think the last one that I was supposed to do. I got a waiver because it was COVID. So they just made, they said, we'll just send you another license. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. and I like, if I go in for a thing, I'm like, all right, check my eyes. And they'll be like, sir, this is the food court. <laughs> and I, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. I'm not going to be at the right place. Yeah. So I, you're, you're a step ahead of me. I, I definitely should do it because I find myself, like, we have giant TVs now, right? I mean, as a society. Like as, 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 as Americans, we have yeah. giant TVs. Yeah. I'm still squinting at that. It, there's no reason. Like I would have been able to 19 inch screen. We used to have it clear across the room yeah. and I'd be able to totally watch an entire movie and think it was, yeah, you know, uh, cinema. <laughs> to your point, Steve, I was watching an old rerun of the old like eighties sitcom taxi. And there's a certain point in that where Danny DeVito's character is talking about he's going to bet a bunch of money against Tony Danza because he thinks he's going to lose his upcoming boxing match. He says with the winnings, he's going to buy an 18-inch TV. And he's all (laughs) excited about his 18-inch TV. And then later in the show, something else happens. I forget what it was, but he decides he's going to put even more money down and he tells Tony Danza he's going for the 21-inch because mom likes to see things big. (laughs) It's a a 21-inch TV. Yeah. and we're like, if we have a 21 inch monitor, we're like, yeah, what? I'm quitting. Yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to yeah. do my, why, why am I uh, being treated with this kind of disrespect? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> you know, a few, whatever that was our new year's show, whenever that was, we kind of talked about new year's resolutions a little bit. And I, mm-hmm. I made the comment that I don't really do new year's resolutions. And in a weird way, I guess I kind of did without, I didn't proclaim a new year's resolution, but after Christmas, and I'll I'll give a little bit of backstory here right after Christmas, uh, my wife and I both collectively decided that we had had a really good Christmas. And on top of that, we had had a really chaotic 2020, which led to a lot of shitty eating and lots of alcohol, lots of spirits, all that kind of stuff. And so we decided post Christmas that, and it wasn't a Come the day after Christmas, we're going to start this thing. We literally, the day after Christmas, just said, you know, we got we to gotta start eating a little better and we got to start taking care of ourselves. So we, right. we stopped. We stopped all of the crazy stuff. We stopped all the bad food. We kind of stopped everything. And we've just been eating. We haven't been doing like keto or anything like that. We've literally just been eating, trying to eat whole good foods for us. No processed anything. Uh, lots of fruit. Lots of... and. On top of that, we both got on an exercise kick. So on average, I'm doing about four to six miles a day on the treadmill. And then I'm throwing in, I've now started to throw in anywhere from eight to 10 miles on the Peloton, or I do my, Steve, my DDP yoga, uh, because that helps so much when it comes to things like back pain and sore joints. And when you run at my age, when you run on the treadmill a lot, shit starts to hurt. 
yeah. uh, you know, joints and things. And so that helps with that. So we've been doing all this kind of stuff and it, it, it has helped a lot. I've lost 15 pounds. My wife has lost nine. My wife has less overall girth than I do. So she didn't have as much to lose, but it's going really well. But I, I, you know, I said to her tonight, like, how long are we doing this? Like we've been doing this for over a month now. <laughs> is this, is this our yeah, new, yeah, to what this, end? right? I mean. Is this our new normal? Or are we eventually going to sort of shift back into the, the old ways? And so I made margaritas tonight because that's, uh, that's how we roll. It's, it's like uh, whenever the contract with Quitters Incorporated runs out and <laughs> yeah. we don't have that person spying at us yeah. across the which, – whichever one of us loses a finger. Yeah. Um, so that – I mean, good for you. That's, that's great. I mean, do you, then – okay, what have we become – do you use that app, uh, Lose It, where you track the food, uh, how many calories you have per day, and then you can enter your um, sex? Exercises. I love that thing. I don't. And the reason that I don't is because I actually signed up with, she didn't, but I did. I signed up with that Noom. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Oh. And anybody listening, this is not a sponsor. They're not in no way, shape, or form a sponsor. I'm lit I did sign up for them, uh, N-O-O-M. <laughs> uh, and they have an app. And Steve, what I found is... They make you, they don't make you. The The offer is you pay for like six months up front, whatever it is. You pay a six month fee. And I want to say it's like 150 bucks for six months yeah, or something like that. You're vested, right? You're, but you're, what you're I found, committed. and this is why you'll know they're not a sponsor. What I found is like, listen, it's a great app, but it does exactly what the app you said does. The difference is that app is free. Like this, it's a calorie tracker. And it's an exercise tracker. And if you stay within the certain window that they give you of calories, great, you'll lose weight. And over time, guess what? You do lose weight. So it's it works exactly the same way. So when the when the Noom uh, subscription expires, I'll I'll go back to that tracker because now that I know it's it's exactly the same thing. So uh, but no, it's it's been going fine. We're I mean, we obviously have a lot more energy, we feel a lot better. Uh, but I don't I, I miss a pizza. Kind of want a pizza yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my. The, oh, that's the kryptonite, man. It is. That's it. And I talked to my. Well, I talked to my doctor about. It. I said, "Hey, you know," he's like, "Well, you know, you go on the Mediterranean diet. You, you, you know, eat more leafy stuff and fish and you know olive oil and and all that stuff and and uh, you know you lose some weight." And he said, Dad, "Try not to. Try not to limit too much of what you do." And I said, uh, "Yeah, because life has pizza in it." Yeah. He said. I'm going to use that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he said that life does have pizza in it. You should get royalties and, on that then. Yeah, yeah. I should, I should get, I should, I should actually, you know, I should, um, I should sell that to the, uh, United States pizza commission. Yeah. Cause I think, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. it's that, that, that big giant, that giant that lob, is the, lobbying that is concern. The milk. That's the got milk of the, the, the pizza industry. Yeah. The yeah. incredible edible egg. <laughs> oh, gosh. Remember, why why do we know those things um no sorry so, i didn't mean to catch no, no, off track no. but that's i mean that's it that's it's just uh, the, the it's going well but i don't know what the the end game is as, as somebody said tracy what'd you do last week well there's a i reached kind of a i think a pretty low point in this whole journey of the year that we're in and and i had I had said uh, to my wife, hey, I'm pretty bored. I, we should uh, do something. And so she was listing things, and I didn't like the sound of any of them. 
And so she said, uh, yeah, my feet hurt. I need to get some new shoes. And I was like, hey, let's go. Let's go shoe shopping. And then I realized uh, that I'd become that. Yeah. Hmm. I, and uh, and so we we're I went with her like we I'm like, hey, can't do it, you know, on this night because I, I, I record a, a very popular podcast. And, uh, and then I don't want that to be my Friday night because I don't hate myself that much. And then so like last night we went to like a couple of places and I was like leading the way. Huh? I wonder if they have anything. I was <laughs> yeah. all very. Yeah. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I got home and I played guitar for a while. And so I've been listening to I've been a thing I've been listening to. I like I've just stripped away music completely. And there's just a couple of things I've been listening to. <clears throat> I've been listening to a little jazz because uh, um, the, the kids playing saxophone and I pick it up occasionally. So we're looking at things and just kind of revisiting some jazz. And that sounds like way more sophisticated than it really is. But I don't really like jazz, but I'm just giving right. it a try. Right, right, right. But the other thing is I've been like just really into is just that kind of like 90s and 2000s era like nerd punk uh, music. So bands like... Uh, uh, teenage bottle rocket and many others that just played. Um, I think probably a genre genre that was popularized a little bit by the Ramones many years uh, earlier, but I've been just like kind of listening to really self-righteous, immature punk rock. And I can't get enough of it. I feel like I'm 16 again. Would these have been and bands that would have been on like the warped tour? Is that who we're talking about? I here? don't even I don't even know that that would be true because there was sort of that sort of new metal kind of thing that was happening where the warp tour was pulling these uh, bands in. These bands kind of like bordered on psychobilly slash nerd punk. Gotcha. So they did a lot of things about singing about comic books and things like that and just um, I mean, I guess maybe like the Dead Milkman yeah, in the 80s yeah, yeah. would have been an example of that kind of thing. But I've just been like just eating this stuff up like I'm an angry teenager. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, my wife said, hey, could you help me um, uh, wash the dishes? And I was like, whatever. <laughs> and then I went upstairs to go to go to go back. Are, to the, what are you... the dishes upstairs? Yeah. yeah, of course they are. Why else would I go upstairs? Because exactly. you got to do the dishes. And then he yeah, sends I mean... them all down to the kitchen with a dumb waiter. Tracy, to go back to what you were saying about uh, the shoes, it reminded me of. So my wife and I went to New York one and only one time, we, and we had a fantastic time. But one of the things that she had said, even before we left, is I hope when we're in New York, I can find a pair of red boots because I've been looking for a pair of red boots, nice red boots, for a long time. So we went into a few shops in New York and she was, you know, into it, looking at the different boots, trying to find some. And at the time, it is weird to say, but at the time, this is how well I remember it. They had Britney Spears had a line of boots out. And one of the lines that she had was a pair of red boots. Well, my wife didn't want those because she didn't want Britney Spears boots. And they said like Britney right. Spears on the bottom of the shoe. She was like, I don't want Brit. I, I want something a little a little classier than that. And so I was the one who wound up getting obsessed and dragging us all around New York. Like we stopped yeah. looking at sites. We stopped one day in particular. It was me on a mission to find Isn't her red to the point where she was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to go get something to eat and take it back to the hotel. Why don't you call me when you're done? Because I was it's just. A, it's an amazing male trigger when we can be useful to hunt for something. Yes. Not like casually shop and look at like the breadth of things yeah. and just imagine and go, hmm, that would be nice. But it's no. It's a problem when you... that needs solving. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. a problem that needs solving. It's like, damn it, you're getting red boots. Yes. Yeah, and so and I'm I, gonna find them. We it, yeah. we didn't we didn't have a lot of money. We were newly married. Like, we had five days in New York, and I effectively wasted an entire day in New York just looking for boots up and down downtown New York because I couldn't. Yeah, there really isn't much to see in New York City. I, right. I hear. Yeah. So to be honest yeah. with you, I think uh, you were you were doing the yeah the, the good thing. Yeah, it's but not like Manhattan, probably... Kansas. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, but I can tell you that um, you probably did have the true New York experience because you weren't doing any of the tourist crap. Yeah. You were literally doing what yeah. lot, lots of New Yorkers do every day, going out and hunting for one thing in New York and not yeah. knowing where to find it. Well, I, I guarantee you we weren't walking around slack-jawed looking up at skyscrapers. We were, we were on a mission looking at everything street level, every window trying to find a pair of red boots in a window somewhere. That was also the trip where the last day, the day before we were ready to go home, uh, we went to the Empire State Building because that's what you got to do. Sure. On the way back, we stopped at the little cafe that was at the bottom of the Empire State Building, got a pizza to bring back to the hotel, to eat at the hotel. About uh, On the way back, I was famished from because you walk so much in New York, yeah. and, and I was famished. Yeah. So on the way back, I took a couple of slices out and was eating them. By the time I got back to the hotel, I was on the floor of our hotel room writhing in pain. I thought it was from the pizza. My wife thought it was from the pizza. Flew home the next day. I'm in pain the entire time. The The flight attendants are asking me if I'm going to be okay, if I'm going to make it. Asking my wife, like, should we make an emergency landing because I am in so much pain? It was one of the many bowel obstructions that I've had. Like, my intestines had completely closed off. It didn't have anything to do with the food at all that I ate. It was a condition. But I thought for sure. And now, just like anything else that you sort of eat and you get sick and they're maybe not related, but you can't eat them anymore – I don't know if I can ever go back to New York and get pizza from the Empire State Building anymore because I just have that trigger now of that's all I will remember from it. But I don't know. It just made well, me think that's that's, that's a horrible thing to have to live with, not not being able to get pizza from the Empire <laughs> right, State Building. Right. I, yeah. I, that, I, would, I would struggle with that every day. Yeah. Hey, Steve, what did you do last week? Well, do I have a story for you guys? Um, I thought for... 12 seconds that I had COVID, but, okay. um, and the reason is because I, I got a rash, I got a skin rash, just a small one, not a, not that big a deal. So I looked it up and they said, oh yeah, it is an off, like a really, you know, fringe, um, yeah. you know, symptom of COVID. But, because but, everything is, everything yeah, is exactly. a fringe symptom of COVID. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Did you hit your thumb with a hammer? Yeah. Probably a yeah. symptom of COVID. Yeah. Um, so then I'm like, no, this is ridiculous, but the rash is getting bigger. And it's like, it's on my arms, on my hands, it's it's on my legs. And now it's on my chest and my back and my stomach. And he did it, show me when you were away. Yeah. Now and it's yeah. on my freaking face. Um, but anyway, I, I'm like, what the hell could have caused this? And like, I, what is new? Did I, we didn't change detergents? I've had that happen where I've, yeah. um, I've yeah. bought, I've purchased a t-shirt and I've put it on and then I took it off and it looks like I have a red t-shirt on underneath the t-shirt yep. because it's all it, rash. It, it was the dog biting you on the penis last week, wasn't it? 
No, 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 no. That that healed up. Okay. That was no big deal. Right. Yeah, I'm right as rain. And he, we don't feel awkward about it anymore. Like right. we can look yeah. each other in the yeah. eye. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, so I, I'm thinking, what the hell do we do? Well, we went to Costco like uh, two days before, and they were out of the dried mangoes that I like. Um, and usually I'll have a dried mango at the end of the day or whatever, a couple of them, I really like them, but what they had instead were dried dates. And so we bought a bunch of dates. Now I've, I've eaten dates before. It's been fine. So we got them home. They've been pitted. So that's lovely. Oh, what well, a luxury good. that is. Yeah. Holy cow. Hey, get yourself some pitted dates. Um, but don't eat too many of them because if you eat like two dozen of them <laughs> yeah. over a couple of days, um, you can get a rash and it's on the internet and everything. I, I like, I typed in, um, can you get a rash from eating? And it's, and it, and it pre-populates dates. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it looks like yeah. you know, I, I can't I wait. To on a on date, this. I went on a date that gave me a rash yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> that, so I totally understand Steve, that. You're, you're right though. It is always the worst when you're like, I mean, you could, you type in anything like, red speckles on butt butthole after and it like autofills like swallowing a battery and you're like that's what i did oh my that's god exactly. like you realize oh my god. How did you know? yeah. yeah yeah it's not you know all the bots that are listening to you and the and the <laughs> micro spiders that live in your fingernails yeah um but uh so i i i'm like oh okay that's great um i know it's from dates now i know i have another food allergy that i have to right. I either have to eat it, eat them in moderation, which I can't do, or um, or not eat them at all. And so that's what I'm going to have to do. But so that was Saturday. I mean, not, is the rash painful? It's uncomfortable. If it's not. Then it's I'm itching. like, I'm rash guy. Yeah. It's borderline. Right? It's borderline shingles, but it's not painful or it's right. it's itchy. Like like I saw Dave scratching his arm the other, just a few minutes ago, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get that spot. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. These these um, these dates are pitted. You can live with the rash, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I would I would think so, but I'm I'm you know I'm getting ready for bed and I'm scratching on my foot, and Wendy's like, what is, what what's going on up there? And I, like, oh, yes, this is a little bit. And then I look at my hand. My hand is all rashed up. I got fingers. It's like getting worse. And worse. Yeah. So Steve was showing me uh, his arm earlier, and he's like, and I wasn't impressed, obviously. And he's like, no, my arm's not supposed to look like this. And then he regretted yeah. Yeah. not showing me his arm for no reason last week. So yeah, I'd right. have uh, a frame of reference. So exactly. I mean, we're. So we were gonna we were talking about doing a naked show, or at least one in our underwear, is not be lewd. Yeah. And uh, we could get a good look at each other. That way when something's up, we say, Hey, you may you may want to get that one looked at. It, it yeah. Um it, it, we should we should check each other out. I think that's that's important. But yeah. for those of not you listening now. for those of you listening at home, Steve looks just like Chris Elliott towards the end of something about Mary. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever had a hive on your eyeball? It's it's it hasn't reached my eyeball, but it has crept up my up the side of my nose. Yeah. And the and when I was swimming yesterday, I felt the roof of my mouth, and I'm like, holy shit! I have a rash on the inside of my mouth, no, like on the awful. roof on the roof of my mouth, and mm -hmm. that has since gone away. You can but, just eat a bunch of like uh, Captain Crunch cereal. Yeah. Oh God! Like <laughs> That's how I'm gonna scratch my mouth. So, so hang on. You said that was Saturday, and you made it sound like you were teeing it up for something that may have happened on Sunday. 
um, Sunday it it started to grow and oh, it got gotcha. bigger. Okay. And then and Monday it it was big. So you know today we record these things on Thursday, and it it it's definitely bigger. Um, it's it's further along my you know my body and. Uh, I read, I'm like, Hey, how long do these food allergy rashes last? And it says, Oh, um, and I'm thinking, you know, three to five days. I saw other rashes last like three to five days, Meh, three to five days. And probably almost through this two to four weeks. So I'm going to have this, you know, best case, you know, another week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, that's great. and that's best case. And I'm, a, I'm a highly allergic person. So of course I'm going to have it for four weeks and I'm going to forget what I look like. Does anything That's, help? Can you pop like a couple of Benadryls and go to sleep? Does like anything knock it well, down at all? It seems to like when I'm, uh, when I'm going to bed, I'll have, I'll either have some Zyrtec or Benadryl. You're not really supposed to mix the antihistamines, but, uh, um, but I do because wild man, up. what a yeah. wild man. Yeah. I'm mixing antihistamines all the time, baby. Yeah. Well, there's not uh, teeth marks in your soap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> that was terrible. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm going to have this rash for like, uh, for like three more weeks and, so I'm going to be, so when you hit, when you come back to me next week and say, Hey, what'd you do? What'd you do last week? Hey, I uh, scratched myself is what yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did have to kind of, I had to kind of get the, the lifeguard ready at, um, at the pool because when I come in, there's nobody there. The lifeguards do, doing her rounds and going and turning lights on and stuff like that. Um, and when she walks in, she goes the opposite way. So she doesn't have to pass in front of me, but, I know that when when she looks like at me, she's gonna, be, she's gonna she's gonna look at me and go, "Oh my God, what the hell? You can't get in the pool. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna give that to everybody." Yeah. And so I had to bring her over and and say, "Hey, uh, this is okay. Uh, I'm not a doctor or anything, and I'm pretty sure the interwebs told me that this was from dates." Yeah. So um, she was very. She's like, "Oh yeah, I, that." Yeah, I understand. And I said, so this is the best I'm going to feel this hour in the pool is going to be the best I feel all day long. Yeah. This is going to be how yeah, and she's, she's does. doing a podcast right now where she's talking about the guy at the pool that made her, uh, oh, come so look disgusting. at his body. Yeah. yeah. He so wouldn't disgusting. stop. He's like, no, look at it. Look at it. <laughs> but I bet the she didn't do growing. 20. I bet she didn't do 20 minutes on rashes. So. Oh, well, I'll do another 20. I, uh, I got it in me. Um, and on me. There we go. That's a, that's it. Um, that's a drop you know. is what that is. All right. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Now you can make money safely and securely from the privacy of your own home. Introducing Cash for Cash, the easy and affordable way to turn your unwanted bills and coins into cash now. I didn't know what I was going to do with all the insurance money I got from my husband's death. So I sent it into Cash for Cash, and in just a couple of days, I had all the money I needed to pay my bills. And Cash for Cash is easy to use. Simply mail your unwanted bills and coins to us in the patented Easy True Scam mailer, and Cash for Cash will promptly send you a check in the mail, minus shipping and handling, and a small processing fee. After I found that coffee can in the backyard, I thought... 
Ain't no way I'm gonna be able to do anything with this old money. But Cash for Cash sent me brand new money in exchange and I was able to take the old lady out for a nice dinner. So if you got worn out, slightly torn, or even marked bills and coins, Cash for Cash has the solution for you. Recent studies show that dollar for dollar value has never been higher. So now is the time. Cash for Cash, where the smart money is. Hot dog, you say you're really coming back. Hot dog. You get out of the shower and you look down and you see it. It's definitely a spot and you don't remember seeing it before. What should you do if you spot what you think is a mole? on your Oscar Mayer wiener. Now I'm not one to give you either medical or food advice, but I can help you understand some of the possibilities. Pearly, penile, popules, Tyson glands, skin tags, warts, or freezer burn. They could all be possibilities. Only your doctor and a chef with experience in over-the-counter hot dogs can know for sure. So be sure to consult a professional before deciding what to do next with your wiener. This has been Tracy's last week's show as one long wiener joke minute. It, it was. You even heard it in the previously on. Like the, we, All we did was talk about buttholes and dicks the entire episode. Like it was... <laughs> Which is like a big, that's like a, that, that's a big pet peeve of mine when you go and see comedians. It's like it's it's all dick jokes, and it, yeah. and I don't, and I'm 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 done with them. I'm t- I'm tired of listening to professional comedian that I'm paying tell me dick jokes because I can do those at home. Well, and we've, we've got a guest coming on next week, and I think you guys are going to really like this guest because this is somebody who uh basically is a super positive person. They eat healthy. They live right. They've written books. They've sort of. They're they're one of those like sort of Tony Robbins style people without being cheesy like that. And the reason we want to talk to him is aside from all of that, he's also he's dipped his toe into the stand up comedian waters of recent. And so he and I had this email exchange back and forth where I basically said to him, like when we were doing the show back in the day, we were crass and we were obnoxious and we said over the top things. We were trying to be as morning shock jockey as possible And now we've sort of, you know, we've all had kids, we've grown up, we've matured to a certain extent. Uh, You know, Tracy's had his issues with cancer and all that. We've we've gone through all these things. And so now we're really trying to, yes, we're still trying to make you laugh, but we're also trying to be positive, which with the old show, that was never a goal. It was never to be like... (laughs) Let's let's bring some joy into people's lives. It's just let's it was inspire just, some children. Yeah, it was just let's say the craziest things we could. No, we were talking about the time that we brought a life coach on our show, and we did nothing except make fun of her right. the whole right. time. Right? And so that's who we were. So we, he, he and I had this exchange, and his name. So I I may butcher his name, and I apologize. It's Jason Robel, I believe, it, but it's W R O B E L. Jason Robel, I think, is how you say it. We'll we'll find out from him next week. Yeah, I think the uh, the W and the R are silent. Oh, it's just Obel. <laughs> don't know. Obel. So Obel. so we were talking back and forth, and I was just saying, you know, this is who we are now, and then. I listened to the show that we recorded last week. So if this guy <laughs> goes and listens to the show that we did last week after I tell him we've like we've turned the page and we're different people now and it is just one big long wiener joke. We may never hear from him again. I don't know, but uh, he he's being set up. He's like, "Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you guys, I did a That's... little research on you yeah. guys." 
That's okay. I'm going to, when, you know, the, the health food guy, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. It'll just be your forehead on camera. Yeah, pretty much. I don't want him to see my frame. Yeah. I I don't listen. I I think he's going to be great because he has, he's done a lot of like coaching on various levels, but he also, he's written cookbooks that he has out that, that are like from, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I haven't read them, but I did flip through his website and saw some of them. They look like they would be right up my alley because they're simple, easy recipes, but are also healthy. So he's done a lot of that. And the way I found him was I literally was just doing searches one day because like Steve, I love comedy. Tracy hates it, but I like yeah. I like stand-up comedy. And I was literally just looking for new comedians, people I hadn't heard of before. I was trying to do a deep dive on just sort of unknown people who had only done a few times at the mic. And I saw him and everybody was like saying, wow, Jason, I didn't know you could do this as well. You're knocking it out of the park. And so then I did a little bit of research and found out that he he did a lot more than this before he ever got into stand-up comedy. So I want to talk to him about all that stuff. But if he listens to last week's show, we're not going to get a chance to talk to him at all. I'm telling you that right now. All right. That was a lot. Let's keep things moving. Find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza. It's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Our first story, firefighters in Michigan said an attempted goose rescue on a frozen river turned out to be a proverbial wild goose chase when he suspected when the suspected injured bird turned out to be a hunting decoy. <laughs> so, wait, chased chased a hunting decoy down? Yeah, so there was a there was a lake that was frozen. So in the Monroe Township Fire Department said firefighters responded Tuesday to the report of an injured goose on the River Raisin near Waterloo Park. Photos posted to social media by a firefighter. Firefighters showed firefighters in rescue uh, gear venturing out onto the ice very carefully to reach what they believed to be a bird in distress. We uh, we spent the day out on the ice and we. We, we took we took several hockey sticks and we duct taped them together and we were able to hook it and bring it in and about about the time it got uh, oh I don't know uh, three meters from my face I could tell that uh, something was wrong like either the duck had like a, a, a false leg or something but uh, turns out the whole thing was wood <laughs> listen listen First of all, you sounded like a member of the Hart wrestling family, Steve. I could not get <laughs> Bret Hart out of my head. But uh, I, l- let me say this. So I have nothing against people who hunt, especially if those people who hunt use every bit of the animal. Like they eat the animal. They If they're not just trophy hunting, that I have a problem with. But if they're literally using the animals, they're eating them, they're using the whatever, it's fine. So I don't – nobody judge me for what I'm about to say. But hunting is weird as shit on a number of levels. And – it doesn't matter if you're hunting birds. It doesn't matter if you're hunting elk. It doesn't matter what you're hunting. You got to go out in the woods. You got to squawk and squeak different things. You got to blow into different things. You got to spray piss everywhere to try and attract things, all yeah. with the intent of shooting them with with whatever high-powered thing that you have. And then when it comes to the birds, you got to get up in the duck blind. You got to hide up in the trees. You got to put like cat, fake cattails and shit all over you to make yourself uh, camouflaged. Again, all with the hope of just shooting a, a duck. 
if that's your bag, go for it. But I just, I could never bring myself to the decoys and the duck calls and the duck blinds and all that stuff that go along with it. I just, I'm not that person. But you know, this is the other, but, and I, and I, I agree with you. I'm not a, I'm not a big hunter, uh, but um, I don't understand also like the rescuing, uh, you know, your lives on thin ice possibly to go get a goose right like i don't get that either i'm not so i'm like i'm not killing it but i'm also not going this far to save it either just want to kind of sit back and watch watch it all happen i i also feel like as a society we've we've sifted through and we've settled out on the choice animals you got your chicken you got your cow you got your turkey at certain times of the year. In other words, we've we've narrowed it down to our, you know, six to eight animals that are really super tasty. Anything else outside that, whether it's elk or goose or whatever it is, people always say the same thing. Like, it's always something like, well, yeah, it's it's really tough. It's hard to eat and it's it's pretty salty, but you know, it's not too bad. Like we like that. None of them taste you you go out and kill yourself for what is effectively a, either a tiny parcel of meat or it's just not that good, which is why it hasn't caught on with mainstream society. We we identify those things, and you can go to a Hagen's or a Safeway or a Fred Meyer or pick your, your grocery store. You can get meat all day long. You don't have to do all of that other shit to get there. Do you, do you know what's crazy about that, though, is the uh, that you go back 100 years, maybe a little more than 100 years. And so, like, the prized bird isn't a turkey. You're talking about the Christmas goose, right? right. So I wonder if, like... We cycle through this stuff, you know, the Victorian era had its choice meats and that like a hundred and then like in another hundred years, you know, we'll be eating. um, No, it was a hundred years ago. They had it was just like the Pepsi challenge, only it was with turkey and goose. And yeah. the people unequivocally chose turkey every, it was like nine times out of 10. And so that, yeah, that it's became because the, the big goose industry yeah, though, I think yeah. was really promoting uh, it. Yeah. And so goose the turkeys lot, yeah. were like this, yeah, this, you don't, people, if they, if they could taste both of them, right. They would right. know. Right. It's just that they've been just fed this goose, you know, propaganda <laughs> forever. I could go on and on about that, but uh, I, I had duck for the first time back in like 2006 and and when i when i tried it it was it was made by a by a chef but it was it wasn't like in a fancy restaurant it was like in a caterers caterers type yep um situation so i tried it and and i was like holy cow where have you been all my life this it was so good um, that I went back, like I almost did the thing with a fake mustache so I could get more. Yeah. Um, it was so good. And then, um, I got on kind of a duck kick. Now, if you eat, if you go to a place that serves good duck and I hit a couple places right after that, that did duck really well, it's fantastic. But then you have it one time when it's not so good. And, and the places where it (laughs) is. The places where it is fantastic, if you talk to them, it is, well, the ducks have to cure for 17 months in exactly 42 degrees. And then once they're done, we season them for an additional, like there is a process behind getting right. a duck to taste yeah. really yeah, good. If you eat duck for a couple of weeks, the rash right. you get <laughs> is well, absolutely if nuts. the duck's pitted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. none of my business. I, I don't, I don't care how long it takes to cook it. I just, I just want to eat it when it's done well. So just do it well and I'll eat it. But it like, I really liked it. Um, 
now it's you're right of the game animals it's not like super big you don't get a whole bunch it's not like we're used to costco where we go we can get you know 60 pounds of chicken yeah yeah you know boned and ready to go yep but Hey, uh, I, and ready to go. it there is funny go. that we're talking about all these foods and I, I can't get over that. Steve's wearing an apron. Steve is wearing yeah. an apron to record the podcast and I'm not sure why, but he's got a white apron on. I haven't taken it off. I, I made dinner tonight and, uh, it stayed on. Um, and you know what? It's comfortable. <laughs> um, uh, you guys spit a lot when you talk, right? So, yeah. Yeah. That it's helping. Yeah. It's and it's even, not even my fancy apron, the one that I really like with the giraffe on it. I, I love my giraffe apron. I got that for Christmas a couple of years ago. Why are we talking about this? Why? Uh, well, so maybe we can see that next week. Okay. Or, yeah. No, that's fiftieth show material there. Right, sure is. Yeah. Let's is there, is, to talk about that later. Is there a, hey, a French uh, French woman, uh, uh, Jeannie Pouchon, has an unusual oh. problem. Oh. Say it. Uh, you just rewind and say that one more time. Pouchon has okay. an unusual problem. She's officially dead. She has been trying for three years to prove to the French government that she is alive. 58-year-old woman says she lives in constant fear, not daring to leave her house in the village of St. Joseph in the Loire region. Authorities seized her car over an unpaid debt, she contests, and at which is at the center of her troubles, and she fears the family furniture will be next. Wait, I don't understand why they would come get her furniture if she left her house. It's France. They they hate dead people. <laughs> they, this is a famous, famously hate dead people. So Pushan's uh, status has prevented her and her husband, who is her legal beneficiary, along with her son, and her husband's new wife, by the way. Oh, he, yeah. He's like, hey, we've moved on. Because That's France. Me. France. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We've moved on. I'm really sad. She's like, I'm right here. Um, so it's anyway, not, from... Uh, it's not big of me if, uh, if, she's, if she's deceased, uh, according to the state. Uh, so I love her. She, she moved in. We, we want to get the bills correct. So we... we let the record show that the moment Steve dips into French guy accent, he puts a cigarette. He puts his fingers up yeah. as though he's holding a, an invisible <laughs> cigarette in his hand. <laughs> How disrespectful is that to the French people? It's not was... disrespectful. I walked around France for two weeks, and there are yeah. cigarette butts every. You you feel like you're walking on a mattress because you you've got so many soft cigarette yeah, butts a under your feet. Of them, they've yeah, they're just everywhere. So it's anyway. part of a new. It's part of a new plan where we uh, we we. Pass had the sidewalk yeah. for you tourists to come and ruin our whole city. Yeah. So Sorry. being declared uh, deceased apparently has deprived her of many critical amenities. She said, uh, Pushan said, I no longer exist. I don't do anything. I just sit on my veranda and write. I might as well be dead. But that's, that's, that's a beautiful thought though. It, 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 she, it, listen, at the very least, COVID wasn't a huge hit to her because uh, she's used to this. So, and she pro- and yeah. she probably got to vote for Biden. See what I, see what I did there? Bulletproof. Hey, a car thief who found a toddler in the backseat of a stolen vehicle drove back and chastised the mother for leaving the child unattended before taking off again in the stolen car. Police in Oregon said. 
Yeah, he. I, I saw this. He literally came back and yelled at the mom, but then left, <laughs> like gave her back the baby and <laughs> and left in the car. Yeah, that is so. a very Oregon car thief. Yeah. That yes. Is, yeah. That that is that is uh, it's very very self aware. Um, but uh, anyway, so the woman who went into the grocery store about 15 feet from the car Saturday, leaving the four-year-old inside with the engine running and the vehicle unlocked, said Beaverton Police Spokesman Officer Matt Henderson. A store employee told authorities um, the woman was in the market for a few minutes before someone began driving away with the SUV. Now, once the thief realized the toddler was in the back seat, he drove back berated the woman for leaving her child unattended, told the woman to take the child and drove away in the stolen vehicle. Where are you guys at with leaving vehicles? On, do you guys ever, even if it's to run in, like even a newspaper box, well, newspaper box, that makes me sound like I'm 80, but no matter what you're doing, if you've got to run in somewhere real fast, do you ever leave your car running and or unlocked? There's a couple things about this. I'll, I'm going to balance it out. The answer is no, I do not. And not because I fear anything bad happening to my children, but I fear goody two-shoe people. I fear people who will intervene in my life where danger does not exist and create danger by making a confrontation out of it. And because I fear confrontation with people and what I might do with someone who's overreacting, okay. I don't do that. And it you. has nothing to do with the safety of my children. You may have misinterpreted what I was asking, and I understand because I didn't phrase it well. Take the kids out of the situation. It's just you and your car. You got to run to the corner store or whatever it is. For, or just for leave me. it running. <clears throat> do you ever get out of the car and leave it unlocked or leave it running and unlocked? I uh, sometimes I get out of the car and set it on fire. <laughs> so and just so you can always it. find it when you come back. Because yeah. that's my problem. Everybody's. I was like, where did I park my car? Oh, the smoke is right over there. Right. See, I, you know, we we come from such rural uh, rural area that you you never locked your vehicle ever. Steve, you might have lived in town, but we didn't. Like never. And if you went to like. You go to the movie theater. You get out at the movie theater. You leave your car unlocked. You go in. You watch the movie. You come back. You, it's a pain in the ass to have to get the key out and unlock the door. Like, that's how it was. And so when I moved over to this side of the mountains, it took me a long time. Many, many times I would come out from, like, grocery shopping, having been in the store for over an hour, and my car was unlocked. And luckily, nobody did anything with it. But it, it took me a long time to train myself. And now I'm, I'm the opposite where... If I have to take more than ten steps away from the car, beep, beep, I mean, I'm I'm locking it. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a push button away, right? So it's right. a lot easier. But um, I I've come back still with it, you know, not locked, and but um, my 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 habit is just to make sure not only that it's locked, but that it's armed. Right. And then. And I don't know why. And it's not like if anybody broke into it and there was a car alarm. When was the last time you saw people like rushing to a car alarm going, hey, what's going on here? Nobody pays Nobody attention to them anymore. Nobody cares about no. that anymore. I, I, um, I, have to, I have to do it the same way every time or I will end up locking myself out of the car. I can't deviate. This Otherwise. is very similar to your story about why you don't pee outside. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, do you remember because you're like, oh, if I start peeing, you know, and or in a diaper, you didn't want to pee yeah. in a diaper, right? Exactly. It's the same yeah. thing. It is. I. It has to be. It, it, this thing has to be automatic. Otherwise, I will lock my keys in the car, and then it's just the yeah. pain. So, yeah. so it has to be the same way every time. But I will tell you, Dave, from the town that we're from, um, there was a Facebook post a couple of years ago from um, a former police officer um, that, um, that talked about how his car got burglarized when he, when he went into the store to pick up a couple of things, he came out to find like his wallet was missing. Um, they had gone through the glove box and stole his gun and, you know, and he was just appalled that that could happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm, and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, you just armed, you just armed yeah. a crook. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, but yeah, okay. You armed a crook and, and you are a former police officer and you're putting it on Facebook, Correct. letting yeah. everybody know yeah. that your gun is going to be the next thing that holds up the coffee stand. Yeah, totally. You know, wherever. In our last yeah. neighborhood, we woke up one morning, my wife's, the passenger side door on her vehicle was open. The glove box was open. There was stuff strewn everywhere. Somebody had gotten in and rummaged around. Luckily, she didn't keep anything in the vehicle of value at all. Um, and so they had gone through it. But when the police officer showed up, he said, you know, was your, was, did you have the vehicle locked or did they actually break in? And she said, I'm pretty sure it was locked. The sideways glance she, she shot me was, oh, shit, I forgot to lock the car. And he said, that's odd because typically more than 90% of the time when we see this, it is from somebody who has left their car unlocked. They get out, they go inside, they forget to lock it. They've got a bag of groceries, whatever it is. They just, they don't lock the vehicle. And this is how this happens. And so that like all these things have compounded to the point where, like I say, if I'm, if I turn my back on my car for five seconds, I lock it. I, I, I just can't anymore. All right, Tracy, yeah. what else you got? So a naked Florida man stole what? News footage showed to be a marked police car and crashed it into a wooded area. Joshua Shanker, 22, was arrested after Thursday uh, Thursday's crash on charges Stop. including... Yes. What part of Florida, Dave? Uh, Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. Tallahassee? Uh, outside of Jacksonville. Go ahead. Uh, so the answer, so anyway, officers responded to reports of a naked man running along interstate 10 in Western Jacksonville shortly before <laughs> noon Thursday. Well done. Shanker was lying in the roadway when an officer stopped on the opposite side of the route. The report said Shanker ran across the highway lanes toward the officer. Official said the redacted report <laughs> didn't say how Shanker stole the vehicle. Authorities confirmed only that a vehicle belonging to the city of Jacksonville had been stolen, but uh, news footage showed later on the scene that the crashed vehicle turned out to be a marked patrol car. You know, the last time that we were, <clears throat> that I was driving my mom back to her, her home in Oregon after she had been with us for a visit, we, we had one of those things. It happens all the time, especially if you're driving on long stretches of highway where there is that one car or truck or where, whatever it might be. And you, the two of you always seem to find each other. You pass a few cars, you pass 10 cars, all of a sudden that car is next to you. Then that car passes five cars, and all of a sudden you're back yeah. next to each other again. And mm -hmm. you sort of see that car over and over again for 15, 20 miles. So we had that happening with a what was very obviously an old police cruiser. And you can always tell because they've still got the weird brush guard on the front bumper, that like extra durable front bumper so they can pit people. 
They've always got the emblem that's been worn off, like or been taken off, but it's still left behind the paint differentiation between the where it was faded and not faded. Like all those signs, it's got the bolt holes on the top where the lights used to be. You can always tell. But other than that, it had no markings of a police car, but it was obviously a police cruiser. And the kid who was driving it, I say kid, he was probably in his 20s, could not have looked more sketchy. And I said to my mom, I made the comment, police cruisers are either driven by police officers out there trying to protect and serve whenever they can, or they are driven by the exact people that they try to protect and serve against that. They're trying to go out yeah. and affect Like for some reason, criminals. the deviants always buy. And it's not like they're trying to pretend to believe police officers so they can blend in or whatever it is. Again, this is a very obvious. If anybody saw this vehicle, they'd be like, that's no longer a police vehicle. It used to be right. But somehow they get these things at auction or whatever it is yeah, that's, at a that's exactly super where, yeah. reduced price. And so you, have, it's such a weird thing to have. Those are the two people that drive that vehicle through the life of that vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, um, I, uh, I flirt with the idea of getting a uh, fleet police vehicle often. And it's just casual flirting because yeah. It's not, yeah, that it's was a teenage happen. dream of mine i put together a a model of a police car and the era that it was in was definitely like dukes of hazard probably third season you yeah. know and uh and so it actually it had like you know a play on words on the side where on the side it said cop out you know yeah and uh and it was meant to be you know and i was like oh that would be so awesome to drive around and that that's uh and part of me part of me a very small part and i think we know what i'm talking yeah i'm talking about uh that it still wants to do that so maybe someday and that's the news fellas oh yeah, all, right. all right i thought you were going with the fourth story all right in, in lieu of the fourth story we're going to take one more quick break when we come back steve has a brand new game for us and steve doesn't know this but he's also got a brand new intro. We'll be right back on The Dave and Steve Show. Are you tired of the same old funeral service every time? Is the same old pastor just going on and on? Blah, 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 blah. Are you dying now and want to go out with a bang? Want to make your friends and family laugh one more time? Will these questions ever stop? We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, let it apply. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonator show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ, DJ Tombstone. Tombstone. Nothing, and we mean nothing, will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't lose this service at all. 
And now, live from the Dave and Steve Show studio in beautiful Burbank, California, it is time for another one of Steve's crazy-ass games. Hey, everybody. It's good to be here. I'm Steve Dam. I'm going to be your host for the next, I don't know, 45, 50 minutes. Who the hell knows? <laughs> um, our first contestant hails from Anytown, USA. It's my friend, Dave Johnson. Oh, my God. Yeah, hey. that's right. Give it up for Dave. Woo! Dave, Dave, tell us a little about yourself. You, uh, you were recently found on a beach with no bathing suit. Tell, tell us about that. Yeah, I was mistaken. I was mistaken for Bigfoot. It's a, yeah, I'm really happy to be here. We are not taking this no. all the way. No, we're um, not. No, that's <laughs> quite enough. I, I did want to go. Tracy's like, oh man, I wish you would have come up with a fake thing for me. No, you don't. The next thing was horrible. All right. <laughs> Today's show is called I'll Be Damned, and uh, the, uh, it's the game with nothing but wrong answers, okay? So it's, it's kind of based on the would you rather, yeah. and it's, it's all going to be bad news for you fellas. You're, 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 there's a correct answer, but it's, it's, it's not going to be good news. So here's your first scenario. You both get a chance to weigh in. I will um, I will uh, tell you which one of you chooses correctly. If both of you choose the same thing, you both lose the point. All, All right, right, here we go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you find yourself on a ladder two stories up, and the ladder is definitely going to fall. If you stay on the ladder, you will fall into soft beauty bark, um, a soft beauty bark mound, protecting your bones and skull, but land with your hands and neck on a clump of ornamental, super spiny cacti. Or you can push off with your foot and drop to the pavement where you will break one or more leg and or foot bones. Gentlemen, what will it be, Dave? Leg and foot bones, because uh, then I get pain medication, and that's not too bad. Tracy? I'm going with the uh, soft mound. <laughs> of course you are. Um, so <laughs> Tracy, um, uh, Tracy is, is, um, is correct. Um, and the reason is because he's going to be able to pull those out and, uh, and he will get the maximum amount of, uh, of, uh, drama from that. Bingo. Uh, yeah. It's all about the drama in, in everybody. Everybody wears a boot, Dave. Now hold on just a minute. He pulls the, he pulls the things out and then like, a day or two later, he's back to normal. I got a cast on for weeks. Oh no, 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 I'm, no, I'm no, like, no! You, oh, you have never, you've never had a, a cactus incident. It's, um, a, it's four years on my kidney, and I've been still milking that. Nobody can see that at all. Did you take a cactus you're to the pull kidney? That out, it's going to be all over your neck. You're going to get some really great pictures out of that broken leg. Maybe you're going to get some bruising. Maybe you're going to get a bone sticking out. That's kind of cool. But you're going to get great pictures of all that. So you're yeah. going to look like a human. Um, uh, I, I completely misunderstood the uh, rules of this game because I thought that every answer was a wrong answer. But now that I know that there are actual right answers, I'm back in. There's a wronger answer. Okay. Um, they're all wrong, but that's a wronger answer. All right. Uh, one point for Tracy. Next uh, scenario. You are out in the middle of nowhere and find yourself with an upset stomach. The only facility around is a solid, well-built outhouse 150 yards off the road and over the hill into the woods. You use the outhouse and deposit last night's enchiladas and this afternoon's roast beef sandwich. 
Just then, an 80-year-old ponderosa pine falls directly in front of the outhouse door, trapping you inside. The only way out of this rarely used outhouse is through the chute, where you would then need to pry two planks off the back of the halfway filled outhouse holding area and then pull yourself through. Or you notice the maintenance schedule as a has a ranger come by to do the weekly cleaning in approximately 35 hours. Do you crawl out or wait? Tracy. Uh, it's the poop shoot for me, Steve. You're going through the poop shoot? And see, yes. I, this was a, a, such an easy answer for me. I would wait. I would absolutely yeah. wait. Uh, the correct answer is to wait um, because you're never going to get those those planks off. It, it it looks easy, and it's never as easy as, as it could be. And, oh, my God, you got your pry bar out in the car. You could have used that. Sorry. You're going to have to wait. It's uh, it's going to be a long one, but uh, – but uh, you're gonna you're gonna turn introspective and, and figure it out. So <laughs> do you remember that, not to side by this too much? But do you guys remember that story from the old show about the guy who was caught standing in the the catch <laughs> bin of the outhouses taking pictures of women like when they would come in like, and he <laughs> eating an egg salad sandwich. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I still yeah. I still have audio of that. Yeah, uh, we, we should have a, a wayback machine. Hey Tracy, uh, you know what you else you should have two points, what? but you only have one. It's tied one yeah. one. Oh, right. one, Thank one. You. Thank you for that. All right. Your next scenario is your fiance is the love of your life and you're seated at the dinner table and your future in-laws for the first time. <clears throat> Sorry. You're seated at the dinner table with your future in-laws for the first time. Both your father and mother-in-law of uh, your fiance have prepared food for you to eat and you have been exclaiming all afternoon how hungry you were. Two choices of main course and um, you will have to eat one of them. One is the potato latkes, which will most certainly give you violent diarrhea and probably an allergic reaction that will come out, come on the next day for certain, but delicious. Uh, the other main dish for some reason is ambrosia. Um, old family recipe made with plain homemade yogurt. What do you eat? Who's first this time? Dave. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the diarrhea. I will not eat ambrosia. Tracy? Tracy. Well, um I am gonna go with the ambrosia. Okay. Um it's uh it is the ambrosia. Oh um, come on. Uh last week it would have been the diarrhea, Dave, but I got a rash that I can't get rid of. So I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you're you're gonna want to hold your nose and eat that ambrosia. Come so I have to tell you, I probably would have chosen the uh, diarrhea, uh, but I didn't. Uh, but I wasn't but sure we both lose the points. Right, so. you're playing. You're playing to win. Yeah, <laughs> That's what you're doing. All right, your next scenario: driving down the road, and a high school kid stupidly steps out into your lane from between two cars. Um, you can hit that person, or you can swerve into the lane next to you, and cause an almost certain double fatality with two older riders. Nothing you can do to stop it. What's it going to be, Tracy? Um, I swerve, and uh, and it's because it is it is the more immediate and more certain uh, outcome. And I just know reflexively I would do that. And I and historically I hate old people. So all right, I, I was going to go with the same thing, but now I got to hit the high school kid. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but it sounds like he's warming up to it a little more as he's talking about. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. <laughs> a couple more years. All right, um, you're, it's it's the older writers. Yeah, of course um, it is. Yeah, sorry. Game about is that. Rigged. They they've lived their life and uh, they put and they're still going two on a cycle. So um, you know, that's the that's the deal. Um, and, and I should have said it's a can am. It's not like a real cycle. It's like oh, okay. A, yeah. That's, a, so it's, that I, that, that's not fair. It's definitely the cycle. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, next scenario. This game uh, is a pro- load of horse shit. Oh, <laughs> it's a little bit less. Um, it's a little bit less dark. Um, the forecast is for highs in the upper 50s for most of the day and then below 30 after sundown. You'll be spending the afternoon outside hiking around and the evening standing on a cold patio for several hours. Full down parka or light jacket over t-shirt and jeans? Dave. Light jacket. I'm warm-blooded. I can't wear the heavy coats. Okay. Tracy? Uh, Parka. (laughs) It's parka. Yeah, this is such... sorry. It's parka. Wow. It's got to be parka. This game is rigged. Tracy, Tracy figured out exactly how to avoid the whammies. He has he has gamed the game. This is BS. That's technically the end uh, of the game, uh, but I do have a tiebreaker if you want to hear it. You ended on the parka? Wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I it, think uh, I'm in I couldn't end on the, on, on the people you just killed. I'm not gonna do that. No, but I might I might have gone the poop house. All right. What's the tiebreaker? Give it to us. <laughs> Tiebreaker, stuck in prison in order to survive, you either have to get a Nazi tattoo somewhere nobody will see it. Um, uh, Nobody will see it when you get out, but you will still get beat up every day in prison for two years. Or a Nazi tattoo on your neck and you're left alone in prison and can have it removed when you get paroled. I don't even want to answer that one. That's that's a sketchy one. Tracy, it is your call to answer first, though. There's a there's something about Dave and I. I think we've talked about this before about what happens. Uh, we, we, the distrust I have for people who have tattoos on their necks, like they are generally, and one of the things that I don't want, I don't want me to absorb this persona. I don't want, um, I don't want to be treated in such a way, and then I become it. I don't want to be in that headspace, and so. Um, I will I, I will take the swastika for sure in a place that no one can see it. Okay, that is the and lesser of the beatings. That is the lesser of two evils, I guess. But Dave, what do you what, do you have a thought on this? Yeah, the thought is now I got to be the dick walking around with the swastika on my neck because that's the only answer left. If I want, well, we can both lose a, points. There's a, I mean, it is a it is kind of a trick question. The answer is to hang yourself in your cell because you'd never put a swastika on your body. But right. I, th- I figured one of you would say it, but no, okay. no, no it seems. <laughs> this... No, I. It's uh... terrible. Yes, that's uh, that was uh, it was an awful choice, but uh, that was wonderful. You're presented with with two game meat choices. Well, isn't that funny uh, how Tracy thinks this was wonderful because he just won by a lot? Like that's that's weird how you. you know, it's really, really one of the better games Steve has come up with, <laughs> and uh, I I think it's clear. I know the listeners are going to feel the same way. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody's going to be asking at the water cooler, which Nazi tattoo would you get? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. That's pretty terrible. That's 
Yeah. That might not even make the show. All right. Are, are you second guessing this now, Steve? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Got to live with my choices. <laughs> this. Yeah, we're all about responsibility. This now. right here is what our guest is going to listen to before he comes on the show next week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, wiener, uh, wieners and swastikas. We've really yeah. turned a corner. I regret that uh, I have a scheduling conflict that's not going to allow me to ever be on your podcast yeah. ever. So yeah. It's an ongoing scheduling also conflict. pound sand. Ladies and gentlemen, tune in next week. We're going to have Jason Robel on the show. We're going to find out how to pronounce his name between now and then, but I think I'm pretty yeah. close. Uh, he's going to talk to us about eating well, uh, mental health, and believe it or not, stand-up comedy, because he kind of does it all. He kind of works in all of those realms. So excited to have him on next week. Tune in for that. In the meantime, Steve, anything else to add? Uh, no, I have to come up with a whole bunch of new games because you, you took the time to give me a whole intro. So right. uh, that's great. Tracy, how about you? Anything else to add before we wrap things up? I am anxious to see what our guest thinks of Steve's rash next week. Yeah, that'll be that's a good point. Yeah. All right, for Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. Dave and Steve.